911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about what you give and take each day and why I believe this is very important for us to consider every day that we're in operation. And before today's episode is over, I'm going to share with you a very unique way that I have found to keep those pesky birds away from your fruit trees. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, I have had such an amazing morning as I record this. It is 8.13, and I know that some people might be just starting their morning. However, for me, I wake up super, super early, and typically, I'll spend a little bit of time with Clint before he takes off for the day, and then I work out. That's the first thing that I like to do in the morning, and when I'm done working out, I'll go straight into meditation. And today, my friend Greg, he's a spiritual leader, and he sent me something on Spotify. I didn't know what it was at first because I just kind of glanced down at my phone and saw that there was a link there. And instead of turning on what I would normally turn on when I meditate, I decided to open up whatever it was that he sent to me. And I'm so glad that I did because it was what I can only compare to something between like spiritual music and opera. And there was some kind of flute being played in it. And I'm sharing this because I found that instead of me just listening to it and then discovering what it was, I started to meditate to this particular song and I had to play it over again, actually two more times over. And it was, it was just so, it it fulfilled me so much more. And I want to point that out because a lot of times we get caught up in the same routine and we don't allow ourselves to expand. And I do this intentionally. However, I didn't really consider using music as a form of meditation. Typically I'll do guided meditations or sound waves that are intentional, depending on whatever it is that I'm meditating on for that day. But it it was so powerful. And I came right upstairs now to start recording. And I I just wanted to share that. And before I came up here, I was outside and I was just looking at all the fruit trees that we have. I counted them and we have 17 of them. We have fig and pomegranate and apricot, cherries. There's, There's so many. And I have always had this high level of pride when it comes to what my yard looks like and planting in particular. We've lived in this house for six years in August. And as a child, I remember not having much time with my dad. And the time that I did have with him, it was typically very early in the morning on the weekends. He was used to waking up at 2 a.m. every day for work. And on the rare weekends when he didn't have to work, he would still get up super early. And as soon as the sun would come up, it would seem like that man was outside piddling around doing something. And one of those somethings, memories that I have with him, is planting. And he is still very much into planting. He has an entire an entire room dedicated to just <laughs> these luscious plants. Every time I go over there, there's something new and it's just, it's beautiful. And so I've always taken pride in that, planting something so small and to see how beautiful it grows as I've grown. And I'm very fortunate that my father still lives in the house that he built when I was born, that that I was raised in, that my mom and dad shared so many memories and built love within our, our family unit around. And there's these cypress trees that he has that I've never seen cypress trees as tall as they were. And I'm sharing that because I really want to make sure that my plants, these at one point, I think we bought them, they were one gallon, maybe some five gallon trees. 
I, I don't ever want something to happen to them. So we're we're always very cognizant of making sure that I go out there and I'll pull the weeds if I, I see that they're they're suffocating or maybe trying to steal the water from the trees. And it's important to me is the point that I'm getting at there. And when I was outside, I was watching these squirrels and I see this squirrel go up into an apricot tree and the fruit right now, it's at the point of probably maybe six to eight more weeks of, of turning over and then we'll be able to enjoy the fruit. So some of the fruit has just a little bit of color to it. And I see this squirrel going up into this apricot tree and he grabs the the most perfect apricot out of all the trees, the one that is the, the most colored, the one that was closest to the sun. And I see him pull it off and he, he grabs it and he runs under another tree and he, he grabs this apricot and he's just enjoying it. He's just a happy, a happy little fucker <laughs> eating the apricot. And a couple of weeks ago, I was researching ways that we can keep the birds away without having to put those nets or any of those I'm sure you've seen that shiny tape that people tie up to their fruit trees that never seems to work. And it looks like tinsel all over the place after (laughs) the season is done. And I I wanted something different. So I found that there is actually a a natural ingredient that is used in, in repellents it's a spray that you spray on your fruit to keep the birds away. Um, But a lot of times these sprays have a lot of other components within them. And as I'm reading and researching, I found this YouTube video and this gentleman says, well, all you need to do is you put four packets of grape Kool-Aid inside of one gallon of water and you spray that on your fruit trees probably twice a week. And I further researched that and the, the ingredient that is in these repellents that is also in grape Kool-Aid is called methyl and renolate. And so I started to to mix it all up and we we did we did the thing, but I never considered the squirrels. And as I'm sitting there watching these squirrels just enjoying the the bounty of our labor, so to speak, it had me thinking about how many times within our lives we wake up each day and we ask ourselves what the day is going to give to us instead of reframing that and asking ourselves what it is that we can do, what what can we give to the day instead? And that simple shift, I think, is so important because for, for many of us, maybe for you as you're listening to this, you might be on your way to work now and your way of contributing is to be able to go to work and to add value in the job that you do. And that is a very noble thing. That's how we're able to operate as a society. And in return, you get a paycheck. However, There are many other things that we're able to do to expand ourselves, to extend our hand, to be able to further give for for our day every single day. And when I started to think about how I introduced this into my own life about four years or so ago, the law of reciprocity will almost always exist. And what does that mean? That means that the more that we give, the more that the, the universe, the day, the people that we're around are going to contribute and give back to us. And I, I've mentioned before using the notes of appreciation every day, sending a, a very specific note of appreciation to your spouse, something that they did the day before that you value, that you want to point out and kind of elevate so that they know that it didn't go unnoticed. And then also doing that to people within your sphere of influence, your network that you might not always reach out to on a regular basis. And doing simple acts of kindness, so to speak, or to be able to go an extra mile by 
by allowing ourselves to get over our ego a little bit. And I'm saying that because a lot of times there might be somebody in your life where you haven't reached out to them in a while. I know that as you sit there, there could be somebody that comes to mind right now that you haven't talked to in a long time. And you might be guilty of this too, always being the one on the receiving end. And there are many times where we'll have people in our lives that are the ones that reach out to us all the time and we're the ones that respond. But it it shouldn't be that way. And I think that when we're able to recognize who those people are, sometimes there's a void that exists when we don't hear from that particular person. And and I think that we, we don't necessarily want that void to exist at all. And many times when that void does exist, maybe that other person has something going on that if only you would just extend your hand a little bit and reach out to them and give them a simple hello in the same way that they typically do for you, it really might mean all the world. And it's important for us to be able to do this and to to be able to recognize who those people are. And it might be people that you are able to see physically every single day. It might be somebody that you talk to routinely online. I know that we all have those those online friends, so to speak, but why not make that relationship a little bit more more personal and maybe drop them a voice memo instead of texting them or maybe send them a video. I know for me, some of the closest relationships that I have to people who I have met online, who I have not yet met in person are the people that I communicate with through voice or video messages. And I actually scolded a really close friend of mine, an online friend, we'll say, because he kept dropping those 20 second videos on Facebook. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I have a whole lot more to say than 20 seconds. And he certainly does too. But opening up your messenger and then seeing that you have like 15 of those 20 second videos, sometimes it's a little bit cumbersome. So I had told him like, hey, hey, buddy, can you just take your camera off of Facebook Messenger and just send me a longer single video instead of all of these 20 second clips and say what you need to say all in one shot instead of anything being missed or having to play after play after play. So Um, I'm just sharing that with you because doing something so small like that helps to build communion. And as the world is beginning to open back up and lives are seemingly going back to normal, I know most places except for California have lifted the mask mandates. I I think that we we need to rebuild on the relationships and reevaluate the relationships that we have. And most importantly, we need to ask ourselves what we can give to the day and giving to the day, most importantly, is the people that exist within our day or the people that we want to have included within our day. And the ones that always include you, I think are the first ones that we should always start out with. So if you've gotten any value out of this episode, please do me a favor, drop a review down below, subscribe if you haven't already, and know that I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.